You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 262. Today, I'm introducing a brand new mini-series. This one's called 10 Reasons You're Not at Your Goal and What to Do Instead. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're hanging out with me today, welcome. I'm super pumped that you're here. We're about to change things up here at B Simpson Fitness. And I am recognizing that this is with the cautionary tale from my team who said that potentially I might disrupt the way that our listeners have been listening to the show. And I recognize that and I honor that. And hopefully you will welcome the changes that we are bringing to the show. We wanted to do a couple of things. We wanted to test out a couple of things in the hopes to increase our listenership and to really bring to you cutting edge material that and and stay in your ear so that you can stay inspired so that you can stay motivated and if you're getting in a rut that hopefully this show will help you feel connected and recognize that you're not alone and that no million dollar business was built in a vacuum that you're well supported and that you get some daily inspiration from us here at Beasts and Fitness. So some of the biggest changes that you're going to see in the through the rest of the year, this is partially why I took a really big break between the our last episodes. Now, this year I have been pretty intermittent with my with my podcasting cadence and I recognize that that has been a detriment to the show. It's also a detriment to you. And so here's how we plan to course correct it and what we're going to be testing out for the remainder of the year. And of course, We'll give you all of the insights and share with you what we have been doing and how well it has performed. So the biggest change is that we're moving our interview episodes to be produced on Mondays and and Fridays. So we have been doing marketing, messaging, and helping you craft your and get in front of your ideal clients on Mondays. On Fridays, we've been bringing or on, uh, we've been doing this on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays, we have been giving you cutting edge science information, people who are in the field, people who are talking to athletes, people who are working with general population, specialized population to help you become a better coach, either in your communication or either in your science of training. And so what we are going to do is move those episodes to Mondays and to Fridays. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are going to start bringing to you some smaller, shorter, mini series type of 
episodes. So first, we're starting with the 10 common reasons that your business isn't where you want it to be and what to do instead. And now these episodes are going to be a direct reflection of my own experience, of my client experience, what I have the context that I have been going through and what I've been, what I've been experiencing, this is going to be like a real behind the scenes look where I'm going to share things with you that might be closer to real time than I have shared in the past. The intention that I'm hoping to create behind in these mini series is to help you normalize whatever experience it is that you're going through. Also inspire and motivate you to get out of the ruts that you may or may not be experiencing. And then also share some insight and some tactical, tangible steps that you can do to improve your business to whatever that looks like for you. So that's the intention behind what I'm hoping to accomplish inside of this mini series. Also to give you some experience some insight, pull back the curtain to what happens inside of the accelerator program, inside of my business, conversations I have with clients, of course, with their permission, of course. So if you're a client and you're listening to this, don't worry. We're not putting anything on this show that you don't know about. Or perhaps some insight to a question that I have asked in or that I've answered inside of the accelerator program. So now the a couple of big core reasons why I'm doing this is because inside of the accelerator program, this is the opportunity for coaches to really get step-by-step customized support. And so the majority of my time in my day is really dedicated to fulfillment. And when I say fulfillment, it is dedicated to having connection conversations with clients and helping them really see what has, you know, what has not been working, why, what, what to test, guess, test, and assess, what to try now, and to stay at the cutting edge of the evolving changes. At the time of this recording, this is 2023 and uh, September of 2023. And there are things that are available to us now that weren't available back in, you know, 2019 or back in 2015 when I started this business which is a good thing. It just requires us to revisit our, our perceptions and our perspectives and perhaps they've shifted. And if they have shifted, great. We're going to be having these conversations inside of these mini series. And one of the things too about the accelerator program and why there's so much, why there's so much support inside of there, both from a community standpoint, as well as a, as a customized standpoint is twofold. So I've been in this business. The first is that I have been in this, in this business for a long time. And I have tried so many different programs from really large group coachings, from one-on-one coaching and from, you know, really small intensive masterminds. And each one of these experiences whether they have been not what I was expecting, whether I was disappointed or the outcomes, regardless of how I felt in the moment of what these specific outcomes gave me, 
every single one of these experiences gave me insight to what I want to create, what I want to leave out in my world and what I, what I want to create. And I have created this program that I wish I had when I first started my online business because I was hardworking. I was a go-getter. I was an action taker and you didn't need to motivate me or inspire me to take action. I, I was that person. I was relentless in my, in my action taking at the time. What I really wanted and needed was more customized support where I needed my coach to know where I was in my business and some more guidance in terms of how to measure data and what to really look at and how to determine how to determine success. And I also wanted to, well, I also wanted to, uh, I, I needed a little bit more support in my emotional regulation. And that is a very challenging thing to do as a coach. So I was the hardest client that I, I feel I was a very challenging client and I've since spoken to all of my mentors and, you know, thanked them for their, their kindness and for their patience when at times I felt like, you know, I was challenging. And so I can recognize that. And I, I have now brought that into my program, meaning the support and the insight and the, and the relentless accountability that is required on the client's part. I'm bringing that into my into my coaching container. So because of that, a lot of what I teach my people to do in terms of being present for their clients and, and present for their potential clients had started the fall to the wayside. So if you follow me on Instagram at Beastinson Fitness, the new account that I started over two years ago now, I think, I had been, I have been really intermittently posting content. Like I have been inconsistent in my content process. And so I, and I'm, I'm very conversational. I have a lot of conversations in my story and, and a lot of, a lot of DM conversations happen inside of my account. And now this is not to be critical of myself or to anyone. It's just to share that I started to feel like I was just a little bit lack of integrity, meaning that I was coaching and speaking from this ivory tower tower part where it was like, do as I say, not as I do. And that has never been the type of coach that I, that I am or that I want to be. In fact, that's almost been to my detriment to the sense that I've never felt like I was enough in order to, in order to coach. And this is something I see and hear all the time. I noticed it in, in, you know, I noticed it in my clients when they were working on getting fit. And you might notice that too, is that they'll say things that if, and then, right, they live in this either or context where it's like, as soon as I lose 10 pounds, then I'm going to go and put that bathing suit on and get in the pool with my kids. And then that 10 pounds never comes and then they just never do it. And either they just keep, they keep putting it off or they keep moving the goalpost. So now I was doing a combination of that. And the reason why this is so detrimental to success and to your growth, and this is probably somewhere in this list and I'm probably going to talk about it, but when you never feel like you're enough, 
then, and you're constantly moving the goalposts, then what starts to creep in subconsciously is that you lack certainty. And when your clients are saying yes to themselves and moving, moving and wanting to, you know, know they need to go all in on themselves, they need to borrow your certainty. And your certainty will come from feeling competent. And then what happens when you never feel like you're enough is that you never feel competent, you never feel ready, and and then you lack certainty. And then on a subconscious level, your client can feel that you lack certainty. And then for whatever reason, it, it becomes a no. Right? This is that, that concept of the Dunning-Kruger's effect is that people who are beginners, they just don't know what they don't know. And so they never, they never read uncertain. So this was something that I had been noticing was coming up for me as I was felt like I was, you know, preaching from this ivory tower, do as I say, not as I do. Now that doesn't mean by the way that, that I was feeling like I, you need to post a million times or I, I don't, I've never say that. What I was feeling though, is that because just post every day isn't a business strategy. What I was feeling though, was that I was, I preach and I teach consistency. And so if you're going to show up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then show up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because that's how you're teaching the algorithms. And for me, I was just completely inconsistent. I teach planning, which I'll share and show. And I just was not doing what I teach my clients to do. And it was feeling really out of integrity. And then I was also feeling like, in addition to that, I was feeling like uninspired, uninspired to do the work that drives me, that fuels me. And so that was part of the reason why I was so intermittent, even in my podcast growth. Now, the second component that I want to share that, that, there's a nuanced conversation, okay? And I'm sure that this is going to come up a lot. And you know what? I would love to talk more about this. So come follow me on Instagram at Simpson Fitness. Let's have a conversation about this. In addition to Instagram, you can come over to our free group where I do live trainings, live coachings for free inside of there. So we'll make sure we link all of that up in the show notes, but come over there, come hang out, come ha- have a conversation. A lot of people tell me and they'll say things like, ah, oh, coaching so inaccessible. And, and usually it's in the context of wanting to create something more accessible, but then when the opportunity comes, they don't show up for themselves. And, and so I want to, I want to encourage you. I want to offer you get to get the accessible support that you need coming and having a conversation with me on Instagram, as well as in the group. This is an opportunity to get some of your personal questions answered because it comes back to what I was saying. I promise. I'm, I know that I've opened that loop and I'm going to come back to it. I promise. But it comes back to what I was saying and what I want to build inside of my community is that we need to have customized support, just like you probably feel very similar about your client's progress. There's a lot of stuff that can be done generally, but we are completely unique on the inside as we are on the outside. And so that's part of the reason why something works for Sally and doesn't work for Betty. And so it's, I believe that we need to have a, a you know, a, a customized support instead of these cookie cutter, one size fits all, where it's like a factory machine where it's like, you see, Oh, I know whose program you were in. Oh, I've seen that copy before. I know whose program you were in. And so it, it becomes more of you stepping into who you are and really building a business from alignment, which of course is 
nuance because how do you navigate, which is where I'm going to bring back the second, I'm going to bring back that second context of why I'm doing this is that, is that how do you navigate like just being bored and, and, you know, context switching and program jumping and, and staying in this, this, you know, constant state of quitting versus, you know, really recognizing that, oh, I'm uninspired. Oh, I'm bored. This is not lighting me up. And, and, you know, how do you know when it's a good time to quit? How do you know when to be relentless in your discipline and in integrity with your word? And we're definitely going to dive into that in another episode, but that's also one of the things that I, inside of this mini series, we're going to talk about that quitting when to know, when to know the right time to quit. So I was feeling just a little bit like I was in a rut. And so chances are, if I'm feeling like I'm in a rut, then I'm willing to bet that there's some part of you that might feel like you're either burnt out or that you are in a rut or that you are just feeling a little bit, you know, distraught as we're coming out of the summer, feeling like, oh, there's, there's, it's just, I, I've been trying and, and no one's listening, no one's paying attention. And that can feel really expensive. And when I say that, I mean expensive in your resources, energy, effort, and time and money. No, it is absolutely no fun. Can we just talk about how it is absolutely no fun to pour your heart and soul into content and then put it out there and it's like, crickets and, or, or it feels like I am speaking to paint drying on a wall that can feel really draining and it's expensive in your energy effort and, and, and time. And who wants to do that? So the question then becomes, and at least it was a question that I was living in. It's a question that I continue to living in is, is how can I bring back the fun again. How can I make this, how can I make this something that I know that I'll keep doing, even if I knew I wasn't getting paid for it? Because I, you know, I was watching, I was watching this YouTube channel of, um, I was, I, I was watching this YouTube sh short, which was interesting because I never watch YouTube. I don't, I think I was doing some research, but I was watching YouTube and I, saw Mr. Beast on a, and by the way, I've never watched any of his content, but I saw him in an interview and this clip of him in an interview. And he was saying that it doesn't matter he, what happens in his life, that he will always be making videos at some point in his life. And it really just resonated with me. And it got me thinking like, I'm if I am not having fun or I'm not feeling inspired in my content and I am still being disciplined, we're going to talk about those nuances in a later episode, then it's going to, that energy imprint is going to be reflected in my content. And so if I'm not excited about what it is I'm bringing, then how can I expect you to be excited about what it is that I'm serving? So this is part of the reason why I wanted to change it up. And I recognize and realize that this is potentially at the risk of disrupting how my normal listeners 
listen to the show. And so I want to thank you for your your flexibility in what we're testing out and what I intend to test out through the rest of the year. And so I I just felt like my heart stop and like that drop in my stomach because I'm committing to producing a lot and a consistent amount of content for the next three months, four months, as we finish out quarter three and into quarter four. And so, you know, I can feel myself asking, well, how are you going to do that? You can't stay consistent for blah, blah, blah. How are you going to do blah, blah, blah? Is this an all or nothing thing? Well, I don't know. I don't know. And I am going to I'm going to try it and I'm going to trust myself to know and go all in on myself that no matter what happens, I'm that I'm going to get the lesson that I need or the success that I want. And that is just how I'm operating my life. And then the last thing I want to say before we start to get into the actual tips, because we're going to have a lot and I want to just cover one of the, the, the first, I want to come, I want to, I want to go over two really quickly in today's episode. So we're going to do number 10 and we're going to do number nine today. And then we're going to move through one to two a day, because my intention is that I want to keep these short and consumable bite-sized pieces of inspiration with an actual uh, tangible takeaway that you can implement today. That's the intention. So hopefully we can, um, we can accomplish that in our time together. So Last thing that I wanted to say is that is that repetition is the mother of all learning. Nobody squats once and then never squats again. I have people that have worked with me for over three years. And I, if I were to test them and ask them, what is the components of an irresistible offer, the seven full irresistible offer components, they would not be able to tell me. I've tested them. I've had accelerators that have been in the program for a long period of time. And they too, they do not, they're like, ah, they laugh and I keep testing and, and I do these like quizzes and, and people will tell me, oh, I'm going to remember next time. And then they never do. And that's not to criticize. That is just to remind you when you're putting out content, when you're sharing with your clients, when you are, are t- guessing, testing and assessing things, repeat Repeat the information, say it in a different way. Chances are, especially if you've been at this for a while, if you go back and look at some of your content that you created even three months ago, I'm willing to bet that if you looked at it again with fresh eyes, you would be able to, you know what? I can enhance that hook a little bit better. I can add a little bit more quicker, concise insight to get you a quicker win. The call to action here was promotion. Maybe I changed this and I change it to more of an engagement and then see what happens after that. And maybe don't change all of it at once, change one at a time. And then there we go. We just had three different posts on one post you created three months ago. And then if you want to even layer it even more, let's change the creative. If you did a quote, let's do a carousel. If you did a carousel, let's do a reel. And it really can be that simple, that that easy, easy effort is what we're going for. Not effortless, because there is going to be a energy exchange. There is going to be a level of uncomfortability. And in order to get something different, 
you need to do something different and your brain will actively protect you. And so when you can normalize the uncomfortability and let that effort feel easy, because you can, you can determine whether or not it's easy or hard. You can own that and decide that. So if it's hard and you're like, Beverly, and you have a visceral reaction to that, and you're like, Beverly, that's not true, then explore and step into what it would look like and what it could look like and feel like if it were easier. So easy effort is what we're going for here. And so with that said, let's dive into the 10 common reasons that your business isn't where you want it to be. And most people are going to say things like, because my following sucks, because I posting content and crickets and and they usually start with leads and they usually start with followers. And I'm willing to bet there are some more components that are deeper than just more leads that can help you start making an impact today. So let's dive into it, shall we? Okay. So number 10, I honestly want to say that, and I keep going back and forth as I'm looking at this list, because in this list, I literally am like, which is the most important? And the truth is that they're all important. Which one do I need to do first? If somebody only listened to one episode, what is it that I need them to hear? So this is what I'm going through in my mind, but the truth is all of them are important. And I would highly encourage you to listen to all of the, this mini series, because I'm going to give you tangible takeaways that you can implement so that you can see you're getting results instantly. So the first thing that I want to have you consider is data. What gets measured gets managed. And now a lot of people, if we put this into the context of health and wellness, a lot of people have serious mixed feelings on measurements. Ah, we need to throw out the scale. Scales are hurting us. Don't use the scale. So let's use BMI is awful. And they have all these feelings around, around, whether or not we should be, you know, tracking calories, not tracking, but the truth of the matter at the end of the day, when it comes to business, the number one defense that you have against your emotional state of the roller coaster of growing a business is data because the data is going to tell you a story and it just will not lie. It will be, I took binary action. The action will have an outcome. And then the outcome will, some, will cause an effect. Something will, f f you will have an emotional response to whatever happened in the outcome. And it's not a bad thing. And it's not fair to say business isn't personal. How can you say that? Or you're, you might be called a personal trainer. You cannot pour the amount of hours and of work into your business and not care about it. So this is where the living on the razor's edge, which is my mentors, one of my mentors statements, which is you care about everything and nothing at the same time. And we have to live in that duality. Otherwise you'll be on the roller coaster forever. And I hate to admit that I've been on that roller coaster for so much longer than I, than I, than I care to admit. 
And the reason I even say that is because oftentimes, I don't know if you're anything like me, but oftentimes when we've been in this work for a while, when we've been quote unquote doing the work, it, you start to feel, especially for high achievers, because we're so outcome and uh, orientated that we start to feel like, oh, I've handled this already. I've handled this already. And then all of a sudden there something happens and you get another layer of feeling like, oh man, I thought I handled this already. I'll give you the example of like when I was dealing with all my body image stuff when I was saying I wasn't smart enough or good enough to be a trainer, which is just plain and simply not true. And then I would say, oh, well, and then I built my entire business around the fact that if you needed to love yourself and that it changed your, your physical fitness was a direct reflection of how you felt about yourself. And so I started to then, it, then my imposter syndrome got even worse because when I thought that I had handled it. And then I looked back to like, you know, I don't know, a moment in time where I, I remember what I was thinking. I started to feel worse. Do you know how often I hear this? I hear this so much. It is heartbreaking to me that people constantly stop themselves from being successful because they feel like they should have handled something, whatever that something is, their body, their, their nutrition, their skills and education, their emotional regulation, it doesn't matter. And then they have a human experience because nobody's graduated from having a human experience and they start to feel like they're not good enough again. And they start to feel like, oh, I have no business teaching someone this because I haven't handled this. And they start to go on the backslide. And then what happens when you backslide is that you lose your certainty and conviction in your process, which is what your client needs to see and to feel in order to say yes to themselves because that last tower of resistance is, can I do this? Is this for me? Can I do this? And if your coach does not have the certainty and you don't have the certainty in knowing that you can figure it out no matter what, we run the risk of potentially losing that client. And so data, when you have the data and the metrics that you are measuring to, to look at the outcomes and then measure the performance, what happened? And you have the data that is right for you and in the context of your business, then this is how you can detach from the outcome and from the performance. Because the data is gonna tell you, oh, well, I put out this content and no one saw it. That's why I didn't get any DMs. Okay, and then you can start course correcting based on the assessment of what happened. So get honest with yourself. What is the data that you are tracking to assess whether or not something worked? And then people will get in, will say things like, oh, but Beverly, I had zero DMs. I had zero calls. So clearly it didn't work. And so I can understand when looking at that outcome, that, that, discon that discomfort, that discontent is coming from the expectation of what it is you thought was going to happen. And maybe not even thought, but what you wanted to happen. And so we're going to look at that data to determine where the breakdown is. So depending on what you have inside of your business model, you want to look at, well, how many clients do I have? How, what's my sales mechanism and how many 
of people need to hear the actual offer that I'm that my and my my program, and then what is the what is the content that's bringing them to the sales mechanism, and do you have the metrics in place that you are measuring? to assess performance. Now, inside of Accelerator, one of the things that we do when we're building out these customer journeys, when we're building out another word for this is funnels, is that we actually have metrics that matter at each phase. Whether it's new eyeballs, people coming to your content, coming to your world, whether it's new prospects, people who are coming into your store, and whether and and purchasers, how many people actually heard, saw, held whatever the offer is. Now, each one of these customer journeys have different measures of metrics. So it would take too long, we'd be on this podcast for 10 years to just go through every single one of these customer journeys. So I'm gonna give you, because I wanna give you a tangible action, so I'm just gonna give you this one customer journey, because even if you just did this and started measuring this for the next, I don't know, seven days or 30 days, you will start to notice that you're feeling a little bit better about the performance of your business because now you've got these metrics to track. So what I would say to you is let's just take a look at how many clients you need from the context of your goal. And then and you do, so if you're wanting to hit 10K a month and your offer's 3K, then you need, you know, how many clients? Seven clients? Is that right? Um, or 20 clients, whatever that amount of number is. Now, how you present that offer is likely going to be a call. And I would recommend a call just mostly because people want to talk to people. How many times have you in the last 30 days been excited about talking to a robot? said no one ever. So they want to talk to people. So let them talk to you or someone from your team if you're scaling. So if you know you need 20 clients, then let's get 40 calls. And if you need four and if 40 calls sounds daunting to you, then I just want you to know that we're really right now in our world, we are clipping at 20, 25 calls a week. So I want you to feel like, how can you normalize calls? How can you, and if you're like, oh, but Beverly, I can't do that. I don't have a team. Okay, cool. So what if you put 20 people to hear your offer in one group call? It just becomes, it goes back down to the data. How many people can you talk to that you can connect and have connection-based conversations to get them excited about your programs and offers? Okay. So if you know that you need 40 calls, let's break that up for a week. And then how many calls do you need to set per day? And then when you know that, and that becomes the metric that you are mastering every single day, it becomes easier for you to recognize this is, you know, what should I do today? What should I post today? This is it. This is how you know. So that's number 10. Get clear on the data that you are measuring in order to be successful. And then number nine, this is, I wanted to, wanted to do two today just because I don't think I could do an entire episode on number nine. So let's just take a look, you know, and, and it goes hand in hand with number 10, but number nine is the tech glitches. So I can't tell you how many accelerators I have had that have come to me and said, oh my gosh, Beverly, 
nobody liked my stuff. Nobody's coming to my program. They're not doing this. Like everybody hates it or whatever. They come to me with all these feelings and interpretations of what happened in their experience. And I'll look at it and I'll say, Oh, but we, we didn't, you had some tech glitches. People opted in, but then they didn't get any of the emails. They didn't get any of the landing page. They didn't get any of the actual work. They didn't get, they didn't see any of your beautiful messaging, beautiful way that you presented your offer. They didn't see it. It doesn't matter how perfected the messaging is. If they didn't see it. So So this is why tracking the data is so important because when you track the data and you're like, what, I don't understand why no one saw it. Well, did you check the tech? And so here are some of the components of the tech, depending on where you are in your customer journey and what customer journey you have. Like, are they getting reminders? Like, did did you have, you know, 20 calls booked and then no one showed? Okay. Well, look at the tech. Did they get reminders? Did you call them? Did you talk to them? Did you send them emails? Like, what did you do to encourage that they would get there, that they would show up? So look and uh, so and then did, is your email sequence firing off? Is your you know text sequence firing off? Whatever the tech components are inside of your world. Are they working and did you check? And now people will sometimes get a little angsty when I talk about tech because they're like, I'm not techie. I can't do tech. I can't do computers. I can't do it. And so I just want to encourage you that if that's you, that number one, there are people in my program that have never, that hadn't even started Instagram before and we were starting it from scratch. And then number two, the other thing I wanted to say is that you can have a very highly successful business without any tech, with just a place to have a conversation, a free Facebook group, and and a place to check out. There are some things that you can do without a ton of tech, without being a tech expert, that are going to really enhance and 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 create a profitable program for you. So don't get bogged down about the tech. It's just to, I'm bringing it up so that you can get clear on that tech could potentially be the issue. Maybe you thought you were going live on Facebook and you weren't. That's what I'm saying. That could just be a component that's worth looking at. People underestimate how tech could actually play a huge role in the conversations you're having with your people about, about presenting offers and presenting programs. So that's it for today's mini series, which probably doesn't actually feel so many, but I promise as we continue down these series, I'm going to give you tangible takeaways and they're going to be short and concise. And so that you can get some daily inspiration and move on with your day and start making the impact and generating the income that you want to be making. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come say hi on social. Let me know what your biggest takeaways. Let me know what your questions are. I want to be able to connect with you, ask you, uh, I want to connect with you and create content for you. And if you are already in a place where you want the fastest, most efficient way to, to start generating impact without working hours of time and being pushy and sleazy, then send me a DM and we'll have a conversation about scheduling your free custom profit plan so that you can get your customized clarity. So 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.